I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse. FM 104. Still to come on the show, a neuroscientist telling us how our brains... Telling us how to keep our brains intact so they don't fall apart the older we get. And an Irish survivalist will be telling you how he kept himself occupied for 28 days without talking to absolutely anyone. He was lost away in the wilderness in the mountains up in Wicklow and was able to survive on his own. So if you're struggling, struggling to keep sane, he will be uh, giving you some uh, invaluable pieces of advice. Also, if you're struggling to stay sane, you're locked away in your gaff. Uh, come on and play this. It's the self-isolation race. Because we're losing our minds. We are it's my favourite race of all time, though. Uh, it's probably I the mean, only race you've ever done, is it? Um, yeah, probably, yeah. I did a, uh, what was that race you play when you're a child? You know, sports day. The egg and spoon race? No, the one with the... S- like you're in the a sack race bag. or the- Yeah, the sack race, that's the one. That's not the right name for it, though, is it? No, what is it called? That's I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway. This, yeah. Uh, Tara just came on and did it there. She got um, a, a pathetic, a pathetic two minutes, six seconds. Our current leader got uh, 50.72 seconds for our self-isolation race. It's a simple race around your house or apartment. And uh, the leader got 50.72 seconds. Uh, Saoirse has gotten one minute, 41 seconds. Tara, two minutes, six. Uh, Emma Nolan, who was on uh, as well, has gotten one minute, six. She's the closest F104 member of staff to complete this successfully. Currently, though, Sean is our leader with 50.72 seconds. And no one has bet him yet. Right. Uh, we have another contested. Derek's on the line. Derek, how are you, sir? Not too bad. How are you, Cormac? Doing good. Uh, how have you been surviving the last couple of weeks? Is uh, is your work disrupted or anything? Oh, big much. Or oh, big much, Jeremy. Sorry. Oh, don't worry. Big We're all time. talking big all over the shop. Big much. That's it. Big time. It's gone, though. Uh, I, I work for Bingo Loco. Well, sort of. Oh. Like, yeah, like, oh. With them, like, I dance with them, like, you know, that sort of stuff. Derek, um, have we met before? Uh, well, like, uh, like, I've been on the line before, anyways, a few times. Oh, no, because I used to I used to host a bingo local with the lads. Oh, really? No, I don't think so. We haven't done Maybe. a gig yet. No, not yet. Anyways, and I wouldn't mind you saying Tom O'Mahony's he's on later on. I've actually done gigs with him. Yeah, yeah, Tom's great crack, but they're they're, they're oh, wild and they're nuts. And oh, I'm just thinking, yeah. yeah, the lads will, and uh, the lads have opened up antisocial that new bar as well. And it, just they as have. they were doing that, it's like, oh, here's a pandemic, so shut it all down. Oh, while you're talking about that, they have a little competition on their Instagram if anybody's like, you know, kind of... Oh, be employee of the month there and give them a little plug. Go on. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, I may as well. But no, they're having a little competition. It's a bill full of drink that they're uh, kind of 
you know, drop to your door. If you win the competition, all you have to do is tag two friends and share posts in your story. Right. And tag them in it as well, obviously. Obviously, the old tag. Uh, always drink yeah, responsibly, yeah. of course. Bingo local lads. Uh, 100%. Look after them and hook them up because they run some of the craziest nights in uh, 22 usually in Dublin on a Friday night and all over the country. And, and uh, on a Saturday night as well. Oh, it's Dublin up. It's get, literally getting that busy. Yeah, yeah. I, every Friday and Saturday night in 22. Oh, look at that. Happy days. Well, listen... Um, very well, you have. I know, yeah. Uh, now it's all grind to a halt with the rest of the unfortunate economy. But um, listen, we'll try and get you on top of the leaderboard here because you're convinced that you can do this self-isolation race in less than 50 seconds. You say it's 57, I could definitely do it. It's, it's, it's 50.72 seconds. Oh, 50.72, right. So, yeah, 100%. I'll do it. I'll do it. Right. Well, oh. before we start... I don't have a doorbell, so oh, I have you can a just knock. that tells me to shout, ding dong, or will I knock? <laughs> uh, knock, tell you what, we'll keep it consistent, we've been looking for a doorbell or a door knock, so just knock right. on the door and happy days. So, um, we Perfect. wouldn't usually ask you to do this, but is your phone on loudspeaker? No, but I have you connected in through my earphones, so like it's still, it's a loose mic, I can put you right to the neck to everything. Okay, Grant, I'm just making sure that we can hear you, because sometimes, uh, you know, the noise cancellation on the phone will take out yeah, some yeah. sounds in the background, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right, listen, are you good to go? I'm ready, ready to rock. Right, our timer is starting. We want a, a toilet flush as your first thing. I'll count you in now in just a second. Timer reset right. it. So uh, Derek is here, pretty confident. By the way, are you in a house or an apartment? In my house. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Here we go. Gonna, I'll get this, I'll get this, trust me, I'll get this. <laughs> okay, uh, give us a toilet flush in three, two, one, go. Go, right, 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 toilet flush, toilet flush, can you hear this? Yes, I think we can hear that. You're going to move on, knock on the door, slash doorbell, give us a knock on the door. Right, uh, microwave ding, microwave ding. Microwave ding, microwave ding, microwave ding, hold on, can you hear this? Yeah, we can hear that, okay? A hair dryer, hair dryer. Hair dryer, hair dryer, hair dryer. Yeah, yeah, shower, turn the shower on. Shower, 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 shower. Just <laughs> <laughs> people go mad. Can you hear that? Not really. Can you hear it? Right, okay, we can kind of hear it. Go on, yeah, TV, Wait. gotta turn the TV on. TV, 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 TV. Whoop, 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 TV, TV, TV. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, toilet flush again. Finish with a toilet, toilet flush. Toilet, 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 and again. Oh, oh, we can hear that. Oh, my good God. Oh. <laughs> right, come here. Derek, who are you there with, by the way? Uh, I have the fam here, my mum and my sisters. They're also listening to the radio and me doing this. <laughs> So I'll find a couple of seconds, <laughs> <laughs> They're looking at you going, why did we let him back into the gaff mode? Oh, yeah, that's God. it, 100%. <laughs> They're like, Derek, we thought... Your parents are there going, we thought, we thought we got rid of you, but unfortunately you're back, I know. Um, oh, yeah, my mum giving me the looks, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, we all, we all got to do what we got to do. Right, would you like to know your time? Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to. Uh, hang on there two seconds. Seriously, how how do you think you did? I'm sweating here, sitting in the corner. Um, yeah. I think he did it in 46 seconds. I think he's beaten the record. You think he's beaten the record? Yeah, I do. Oh, this would be very exciting if that he did. That was very quick. Yeah, very, very it quick. was one of the quickest ones that we have had. I'll give you that. Um, it is less than a minute, Derek. Oh. <laughs> okay, but is it less than 50 oh. seconds? All right, but have you taken the top spot on our leaderboard? Have you won 
the overall competition are you number one have you beaten 50.72 seconds and knocked Sean off the number one spot dun, dun, dun. Give, 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 give me 48 and I'm happy have you done it Derek I'm really sorry but you haven't no no I know. You got fifty nine point two one seconds. You're second. Wow, I was well off. You're you were. Uh, it's the shower that I think is it letting people down. Yeah, that's exactly it. If I had an electric shower, that would have been no problem. Yeah. Um, listen, it, it's the second best score we've had. Uh, it, uh, people are struggling to get anywhere near a minute or under a minute. So you're there, number two on our leaderboard, which we'll update very, very soon and post online. But listen, thanks a million for coming on. And if you're chatting to Will and the lads, will you tell them we, we, we send our regards and our best wishes? Oh, 100% I will indeed. And uh, we'll throw you down, we'll, we'll throw you out some uh, Room 104 beer mats as well, all right? Oh yeah, no problem. I have a few of them as well. I'll send you a nice little snap of them. Oh, do indeed. Get the, get into the antisocial bar as well. We'll see what we can do. Bit of marketing there with the lads. Yeah, a few demotivational beer mats in there. No better. It's a perfect fit, actually. Yeah, listen. It is. Uh, Derek, thanks a million for popping on, all right? Brilliant. Cheers. Thanks again, Cormac. Take her handy, Derek. Bye, 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 bye. Right, okay. Oh my God. Yeah, not bad. I was convinced that he was going to beat that. I'm trying to think... Because uh, I, I have to have a go at this at some point. Mm, oh, yeah, as soon as I start, we start broadcasting from home, we'll be able to do it, no problem. Yeah. Uh, fully. Uh, 50.72 has not been broken. Uh, Derek has moved into second place with 59. Uh, 59.21 uh, seconds. So very, very close. A hell of a lot better than uh, Tara Murray's pathetic pathetic attempt but if you do want to get involved we'll be running this until at least March 29th could be running a little bit longer who knows at race and your details 87 but whew, it was tough that was very tough I really like I usually time them myself but I thought I'd just like try and do it work it out in my head and convinced that he got at least 45 46 yeah, yeah, it, it was it was close. It was just the shower, I suppose. I, I would have thought uh, maybe me designing this race thought the uh, showers were allowed in everyone's house, but they're just loud, uh, just loud in mine. Uh, on the way next, we're going to be doing down with that sort of thing. Careful now. So uh, uh, also one of the one of the stories involves a very weird story about a sense of smell. So let us know what is the most disgusting smell in the world according to you I have two things that I think are the most horrible smells in the world but you know when you smell these things it just turns your stomach let us know what it is 87 here's Lewis Cap- FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon here you go it's Cormac and Sir here on FM 104 send us in um, what you believe what turns your stomach what is the most disgusting smell in the world 87 Sir what would yours be just off the top of your head now uh, either my cat's litter tray. Oh, God, yeah. Or farts. Like anyone's farts, no matter... Were you about to say bar your own? You were about to say anyone's farts bar your own or filthy. Yeah, well, bar your own. I mean, your, your own or your own. So, yeah, the smell is actually acceptable. But anyone else's, it makes me want to actually vomit. Oh, God. But there's I- nothing worse than when you're eating a roll or you're eating something in a lift or somewhere oh, that's going to be closed and someone farts and it's actually... Gut-wrenching. It's disgusting. Yeah, let us know what is the most repulsive smell to you. Um, maybe when was the last time you were unfortunately subjected to it? 0876797104. One of the stories coming up on Down With That Sort of Thing, careful now. It's a crazy story about a woman's ability to smell. She can smell a certain disease off someone um, and nearly save someone's life. But let us know, most disgusting smell, 0876797104. Down With That Sort of Thing, careful now. It's on the way next. 
FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Um, also a reminder to check on the three arenas uh, website they've released a list of all the gigs that have been rescheduled I got an event today I was uh, well I got my sister tickets to see Bonnie Vare big Bonnie Vare fan and that has been rescheduled for later on the year actually next year I think it is so check that out all the other rescheduled ones are up on fm104.ie so if you're planning on going to the uh, to the three arena for a gig over the next couple of uh, weeks and the next month or so fm104.ie will have a list of all the gigs that have been rescheduled now it is time for Down with this sort of thing Careful now. FM 104. And you are more than welcome if you want to send us in. If you want to send us in what you think the most disgusting smell in the world is, one of the stories tonight has a story in relation to smell. 0876797104. You're saying, uh, Sisha, your litter tray. No, I was going to say, your litter tray. <laughs> Sisha leads a very strange life back at her apartment. She just, you know, goes in a litter tray. No, you're obviously your cat's litter tray when it's yeah. not clean. That's Yeah, even when it is clean. I mean, she just stinks. If you ever smell cat wee, it's the worst smell in the world. Uh, Damo has said... Uh, oh, am I getting this right? Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, mackerel fried in Chinese curry shop sauce in a wok. Is okay, it, who does that? I don't that? like the smell of fish. No one likes the smell of fish. I love the smell of salmon, smoked salmon. Oh my God, I hate it. I hate the smell of any type of fish. But I mean, if it is fresh fish and it's cooked with different sauces and stuff, is it really the worst smell that you're going to smell? Probably not. Mm, who knows? Who knows? But There's nothing worse than smelling as well. I'd say your car stinks, but a boy's sweaty boot with loads of... Um, Football gloves and... Oh, gloves. Uh, sorry, you're after reminding me. Sorry, uh, after reminding me, actually, yeah. Because I used to play in goal, so football gloves used to stink. And you're, even after the shower, your hands would stink for hours afterwards. And uh, shin guards. Football yeah. shin guards from, from playing are horrific. I remember being in my brother's car and it was vile. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be in there after a rough night out. Oh, no, no, no. no you would not. Let, let us know. 0876797104. Uh, down with that sort of thing. Careful now is about uh, the strangest stories from all over the world. The first one is about Pablo Escobar's hippos. What do you mean his hippos? Do you not remember like Pablo Escobar he had so much money back in the day that he had that uh, he was, yeah he had all these various animals and yeah he pretty much had a had a zoo out his back garden um, and if you've been watching is a king tiger on Netflix turns out there's more tigers in private homes in America than there is in the wild that's terrifying <clears throat> and wrong dangerous and yeah. cruel yeah, but he uh, he had so much money he decided to get himself four hippos along with his hundreds of cars, hundreds of planes, hundreds of acres on his manor. But he had four hippos. Now, when he died in 1993, the hippos were set free into the wild. And what, they weren't used to it? Well, obviously they were flown in from wherever uh, hippos lived. They weren't used to uh, uh, the local ecosystem over there. So a lot of people claimed that his hippos were going to cause havoc and destroy the natural environment, the natural balance of things that were over there. So people were critical. Now, the four hippos, uh, after a couple of years, have now grown into being 80 hippos. So there's now 80 hippos that are living in the wild over in uh, Colombia. What? Yeah, so they've they've grown a, they've kind of exploded in population size from when he did this and when they were released out there. But it well, turns not a good thing. It is a good thing, right? So a lot of people thought they were going to destroy the environment over there. They weren't suited to it, and it was completely wrong. But it turns out a, a recent study has shown that the hippos' diet is very very similar to the diet of the extinct giant llamas that used to live there, and they found that uh, it, it it is shown to have an incredibly positive benefit to. 
it has enriched the environment there again. So it has helped with the some of the lake waters that they're drinking from. It has helped with fertilization. It has actually improved and benefited the ecosystem over there now that the four hippos turned into 80 hippos and are now living in the wild over there. See, he looked after them so well that they were so relaxed going into the wild that they were like, you know what, all we have to do now is just mate. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. So they're restoring a ton of ecological functions over there which were destroyed due to apparent uh, human-driven extinctions and uh, destruction that was done over there. So uh, there you go. Wow, that's actually fascinating. His cocaine hippos are uh, beneficial to the region over there. Good, at least uh, he he was useful for something. Yeah, useful for something. Now, if you're working at home, um, which a lot of people are, you'll you may have noticed things like uh, well two things have happened one YouTube is going to be downgrading the standard definition that it automatically offers you so it won't be full full HD or 4K uh, and also Netflix is reducing the bit rate to all TV shows by 25% to help cope with demand globally oh yeah so the quality you won't be able to notice it but there will be a slight reduction in your Netflix quality viewing over the next couple of weeks and months because when everyone says they're at home working they're not they're on Netflix yeah, well, that's fair enough. I mean, it goes hand in hand, really, doesn't it? Uh, yes, but the the British Ofcom centre there, they're, you know, they're, they're British regulated. They've come out saying that you need to do one thing in particular if you want to have faster Wi-Fi in your house. And what's that? Not turn... Pay for it? Uh, yeah, pay, <laughs> hand over all your hard-earned money to do it. <laughs> yeah. But this is obviously here because there's something in your house that will interfere with your Wi-Fi signal and could slow it down massively. Would it be your cast trying to chew it? That is one of those things, yeah. But anything else? Uh, we have had it already on the show this evening. Um. Oh. Uh, something to do with food? Cooking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something to do with cooking. The oven? Nope. The microwave? Yes, correct and right. The microwave has an effect on the Wi-Fi? Yep, so your microwave oven can reduce your Wi-Fi signal. What? Yeah, so it's obviously when your Wi-Fi tries to get from the little box to the house, certain things can block it. If it's tucked away in the corner, it's not the best thing for it. But if the microwave is on at the same time as you're streaming something, the radiation waves can interrupt the Wi-Fi signals and you'll get slower internet. So basically you have to starve yourself or else use the internet, one or the other. You have to uh, maybe just plan it out. So get your microwave popcorn done before you've streamed anything. Okay. And do it that way, yeah. God, yeah, that might, it's an extra it? thing that we have to worry about now. Yeah, so if you're if you're making video calls, if you're if you're not making video calls or video conferencing when you're streaming stuff during the day when you're pretending to work, make sure the microwave isn't on or one of your housemates or family members isn't using the microwave because it's going to slow down your internet. Horrible. Yeah, it's bad. We should do a speed test on that for the crack you know, maybe I tomorrow. Actually, I'm I'm intrigued. Like, would you use your microwave much? Nope. See, I have lately because, you know, I've been self-isolating and realising I can't keep getting takeaways because I can't afford it. So I'm using my microwave to cook everything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I must I must check if my internet's slowing. Yeah, so there you go. So obviously a lot of people, there'll be a big, massive demand on uh, internet companies and streaming services uh, over the next while. Don't use your microwave and that should hopefully speed things up. Next story this evening. <coughs> Excuse me for clearing my throat here live on the air. A woman is after spending 15,000 British pounds on implant surgery for her bum. Oh, wow. This was a big thing a few years ago, apparently. Yeah, it was. She actually did this in December 2018, but things haven't worked out too well. I mean, I just don't understand implants anywhere, to be honest. Really? I I just think they look awful. They don't look good, I don't think. Anyway, and then especially in your bum. Depends on what surgeon you go to, Saoirse. Now, come on. 
Well, that's true, I guess. I mean, I'm sure if you paid a huge amount of money to get it done perfectly fine, they might look good. But I mean, when things don't move around like they're meant to move around, I mean, really, what's where's the fun in that? Um, but your bum be the same. Like if your bum is just stuck, like maybe in jeans it looks good. But, but. Yay. <laughs> no pun intended. Woo-hoo-hoo. Why would anyone want to get implants there? And I'm assuming like it can go wrong in your breasts you know, things can, you know, slip out of shape maybe and maybe you end up with a saggy bum, I don't know. Well, that is exactly what's after happening to this woman. 33 she years of age and she flew over to Turkey to go and do uh, get herself a little, a, a new bum. She wanted a new oh, bum. God. Now, I wouldn't, I, I mean, I, I'm i not that big of a gym goer, but I mean, you've seen girls who were doing all their lunges and squats being able to shape their bum a bit better that way. Yeah. But she was a little bit unhappy. Maybe she was a bit insecure and she flew to Turkey. Now, Turkey has tons of uh, low-cost... Well, that wasn't low-cost. It was 15 grand this cost her. But they do a lot of hair transplants for men. They do a lot of other procedures over there, which is slightly cheaper than going to the USA or probably getting it here or over in the UK, maybe. But spent 15 grand on it. It was initially fine. But she has coined... Well, she has said that she now has, after a year, it got a bit saggy... And she now has what she calls as a, a nappy arse. Oh, no. So it's done like it is with your breast. So it's like a silicon yeah. clump, I guess, that yeah. goes fits in. And then, I mean, I think they sag at certain points as well. You have to get them done again. So does she does she have to get a fix? Is it going to destroy her bum forever? Um, is she just going to have a nappy bum the whole time? I mean, some people naturally have a nappy arse. They, you know... <laughs> Maybe she did to begin with, and this is making it worse because it's after drooping. <laughs> yeah, it's just after coming back and going, oh, hey, what's going on here? Um, no, so it started sagging after about a year, and this is what they said. She was happy with the results, and after procedure, uh, with the months afterwards, but her bum started to go saggy as the fat around them dissolved, and oh now it looks God. like she is wearing a nappy 24-7. Oh, that's horrific. Now, I know some people are into that because we talked about a dating website for people who like to wear nappies 24-7, grown adults yeah. who will wear and use nappies and there's a weird, disgusting fetish with regards to that. But she paid for a nice bum implant, a nice lift. She was probably looking for the Kardashian arse, um, which I, I don't find personally attractive myself, but whatever you're into. But it, imagine dropping 15 grand on that and then you're like, oh, it looks like you have a nappy arse. But does that not just kind of put into effect that... Spending that much money on your looks is a little bit shallow. Do you not think? Uh, like she wasn't getting this done because of anything else other than the fact that she wanted a bum like Kim Kardashian or whoever she was thinking of. Yeah. You know, she could have put that money into something that was of benefit. Yeah, well, she, she's lost it um, and now she's like, lost her bum. Is she going to have to just get more surgery, like continue to to get more implants done and... Maybe this surgeon was like a dodgy mechanic that she went in to get one thing fixed and they was like, oh, actually, your alternator's gone as well. Whoa. She's going to have another person on her ass. Yeah, she will. So if you were going out getting, uh, thinking of getting bum implants done in Don't, Turkey, just squat. Just be very just careful. Squat. Just be very, Although I, listen, I can appreciate the lazy approach to things in life as well, you know? Oh, I appreciate that as well, but like, let's be honest, it's going to look better if you just do it naturally. Is it though? Yeah, it is. Mm, I don't know about that now. You're not going to, you know, a silicone bum, like it's probably going to feel... Like That's what would, I was thinking, like, like, like how, 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 how would it feel to sit on that? I'd be afraid sitting on those implants, you'd burst it. Yeah. And that and might be course. like, you're just sitting on your arse too much, Cormac. That's the problem, <laughs> you've got up off your hole. 
if she is lazy and that's why she got it done because she didn't want to have to go to the gym she probably does sit around a lot probably watches the Kardashians imagine her so when she's sitting around then it's going to flatten her bum or if, if she was sitting down on them and they shot up to her back so then she had tits on her back after they were pushed up from her <laughs> hole you'd be like why do you have boobs on your back she's like that's oh, a new thing it's a, it's a new thing we're doing Oh, God, I think people are crazy sometimes. Oh, they are a little bit mad. It would make giving someone a hug a bit weird, wouldn't it? I kind of want to touch it, though. Do you? Like, I want to know what that feels like. Well, back boobs. Well, back boobs and uh, bum uh, Fake bums, yeah. I wonder what they feel yeah. like. Like, does uh, it feel all weird and jelly-like? I wonder if many people do. here have uh, bum implants. I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's a very rare cosmetic surgery. I think maybe. Well, we're getting Surely. shallower and shallower and shallower. So who knows? There'll be the new, uh, the new fake thing that I we really can all that we can all get involved in. Um, also, this is really weird. Over in Japan, they're very strange cultures. Over in Japan, they have like a, a penis forest. Over in Japan, did you ever see that? It's like a penis, penis theme park. Yeah, a penis forest. Uh, very unique, odd things about the Japanese uh, culture. They have a Japanese van. Uh, 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 a garden van growing competition is the only way I can say this. It's a key truck garden contest. So they take uh, vans and trucks and they put gardens into the back of them and enter them in this gardening competition. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's a little cute. You know the way obviously Japanese gardens are very, very fancy and very, very beautiful looking? They take the backs off like high-ace vans and those vans with a little bit of a, a trailer on the back of it and they just make little beautifully crafted gardens and drive them around into this like... uh, garden competition and someone picks a winner so it's like a showroom it's, yeah it's, it's really strange it's really strange if you just imagine the back of your high ace or whatever a transit van that you have that you kind of take the sides off it and then you just put grass on the bottom and they have little uh, little huts on it and various different types of flowers and bird cages and then obviously show them off at like the Chelsea dog show version of this garden centre competition that is something my mum would love oh she'd love that now that should be down at what's it bloom so what's in yeah. the Phoenix Park oh, every year I get dragged there every single year yeah it's a bit rough. And you're just looking at like I can't appreciate it yet because I'm definitely too young to appreciate gardens. <laughs> but she's she'd be standing there looking at what I can only see is green, and she's she's like, isn't that stunning? That was the bane of my existence as a as a like ten year old kid being dragged from garden centre to garden centre, oh, looking at like stunning. tiles out the back. I just like kill me now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah, Sunday drive another gardens. Oh great, yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks very much for that. This is so exciting. Uh, okay, last com- uh, last story here now this evening is about a woman who has got an insanely, insanely good sense of smell, right? And we were talking about some of the worst things that... <clears throat> some of the worst smells you can have in existence, right? Uh, who has said this? Now, worst smell has to be my best mate, Cathy's farts. <laughs> Ew. Anyone's farts are Oh my god, I hope, I hope, Ash. This comes in from Ash, by the way. So, Kathy, if you're listening, Kathy with the rotten farts, she says they're so effing unique and they're not the normal eggy smell. That's even saying oh, that no, makes my mouth. Yeah, no, stop, stop it. Makes my mouth turn. If you have an eggy smell fart, please go to a doctor <laughs> immediately. That's not normal. Uh, the smell of sulfur is disgusting. That comes in from Raymond. Yeah, sulfur is that eggs are that sulfury smell, yeah. Actually, do you know what's a horrible smell? And I've only noticed this recently enough. You know when you get a bunch of flowers yep. and they're beautiful for mm-hmm. the first while and then you let them rot for ages yep, yep. and then you try and throw them out and the smell. Oh yeah, my God. It's, yeah. it's poisonous. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty bad uh, when it gets a bit mank. Uh, Gary has said, and Gary has said a bit of a weird one, when a trailer with dead animals in it passes you by, that is the worst smell in the world. Oh, 
I don't like that for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah, Gary, what, what's going on? Gary said, yes, I'm from the countryside. Oh, okay. Uh, dead animals, yeah, corpses are never going to be uh, smelly at all. I always find uh, just bins, rubbish bins in general, like the wheelie bins, yeah. smell is horrific. And do you know what I can't understand? Um, why is it, uh, why do all bins smell the same? Yeah, they just smell, obviously, disgusting. Yeah. But why do they all smell the same? Well, they don't actually all smell the same. Have you ever smelt one that has a nappy in it? Honestly, it is absolutely horrific. Well, that was the other smell I don't really like was uh, hospitals. Hospital smell. Now, maybe it reminds me of death. You know, when you're going in, you're not coming out with good news. But that kind of smell, it's very, it's very heavy on the nostrils. Yeah, it is actually. Or retired. Oh, no, like sterilized. I don't even know if it's sterilized. It it's something it's like weird. A, I don't know, disinfectant or something. But that, like, hospitals and retirement homes are just, they just smell of... Ugh. So you hate old people? I hate old people. That's what I'm trying to say <laughs> here. I just can't stand you old people. No, I, I don't hate old people at all. I'm, I just hate that uh, hate that smell from hospitals. Well, I, I do think that in nursing homes and stuff, because obviously for the older generation that are in nursing homes, that they do try and make it more homely for what they would have liked back when they were younger type thing so yeah. maybe it's older kind of carpet or curtains going on and they can smell sometimes yes they can yeah Carl has said a penis first I bet it's hard to get there hiya <laughs> well done Carl very well done we, we do appreciate oh, that but, but speaking of smells here as well okay a woman who was married to a gentleman for 10 years uh, she said she, she has a very she could smell a certain disease of him which is insane right she said he had a lovely male musk smell when they, when they met. So she was really attracted to his scent. And scent can be a, a, a weird, strange attraction people have to each other, you know. Um, and you might not even realise it, but you just might enjoy their, their scent and their odour. But ten years after they got married, she found that his smell was, was disgusting. As in she oh. found his smell change, his natural body odour change. And she was able to smell this and she was like, what the hell is going on? Now, he actually went in and uh, went in for a test in a hospital, speaking of hospitals, went into a hospital and he was tested for Parkinson's disease and he was in a ward with other Parkinson's patients in this unit and she said she could smell the exact same smell that she was getting off him, off them. And then she said it to her doctor, this woman can smell the scent of Parkinson's disease. That is nuts. Isn't that mad? So did he know he had Parkinson's before... She had smelled it out. No, the smell that she got from him, which scientists are looking into seeing whether or not this is a, another thing that they'll be able to screen for Parkinson's disease. Uh, she said it was a nasty yeast smell that he started having and that the other people that were in the, the unit as well. She picked the smell up about five years before he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. That's incredible. Isn't, Isn't it? it? That's yeah. nuts, yeah. So what, what they're trying to figure out is that is her smell is so, not, not necessarily so good, but so tuned to be able to... Uh, smell some of the indicators for Parkinson's disease that they're trying to figure out. Uh, one, is this actually true, which they think it is, but also uh, it might be incredibly significant that doctors will have another thing to test for, whether it's either odour or they try and find the thing that's producing this odour years before they're developing the symptoms. So someone who has Parkinson's can get treatment five or ten years before they're developing any symptoms. And obviously, you know, the, the earlier the intervention, the better the likelihood of being able to manage it and being able to live longer with it. But she was able to smell her husband's Parkinson's years before he was diagnosed and years before he got any, uh, any symptoms. Wow. But didn't they say that about dogs years ago? Now, I don't know how true this is, and it probably isn't true, that uh, they were able to, a group of dogs at some point, some study that was done, was able to sniff out cancer. Uh, yeah, I think so. They, 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 weird dogs can do mad things with their nose. 
So they have a very heightened sense of smell. So maybe some humans do too. Yeah, so maybe they do. So there you go. Um, that is down with that sort of thing. Careful now. We'll do it again next week. Uh, Ash has followed up with, I love this. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Smell of a damp mop. No, you d- nobody, nobody ah, loves Jesus. the smell of a damp mop. No. That's a horrible smell. Um, it is. Wonder if anyone else gets that. No, you were on your own. I love the smell of petrol, which you shouldn't really love, but I do love the smell of petrol. Well, I think everyone does, doesn't he? And I love the smell of paint. Ash, Ash is right. It must have been from working in pubs most of my life. Yeah, because that's the first image that came to mind, a damp mop. Again, doesn't matter what bar you're in, uh, moppy bucket water from a pub all smells the same, no matter what, which pub you're in or which part of the world you're in, which kind of is a little bit strange. But is it the fact that you like the mop or is it the mop signals that it's the end of the night, Ash? That's what I'd be wondering. <laughs> It's time to True, clean up and go you home. Might be associating it with uh, happiness. Yeah, 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 you might actually be. So, so, so you can let us know any other vile, disgusting smells. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Sulfur is horrific. I was there. Were you ever in Croatia? Uh, I was once. Yeah. Were you in Split? Yes. Did you get a rotten smell in Split? I did get a rotten smell in Split. Now this is going back to when I was eighteen. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Oh no, you're going to tell me something horrible. No, it's, it's split, is, it just has a horrible smell because there's sulfur produced in, in the sea in the area there, so it stinks of rotten eggs. And years ago, I can't remember the exact thing, but someone told me there that one of the kings of Croatia who lived there back in the day moved out there because he thought the smell had healing properties. So that's why split has that little uh, castle built on the sea because, and the town is built inside the castle walls, but because he thought that that smell was going to heal him from being sick. That's so weird. I never knew that because I remember smelling the smell, obviously, <laughs> but I was only there for a day and I just thought we were there on a bad day and didn't think anything of it, didn't look it up or anything. You were just like, oh, this is horrific, but it's a pretty place. I don't want to yeah. be moody or negative. Exactly, yeah. We were interrailing, so we just popped by there. <clears throat> and uh, 
Yeah, but it was it was rotten eggs. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So that's from the sulfur that's produced out in the area, um, and that's that's in in split twenty four seven. So if you're heading out there, just be warned. I know Croatia was a bit of a thing about three or four years ago, uh, maybe a bit more. Everyone from here was heading over because there's a f- there's a good dance festival over in Split, I think, over in Croatia. I can't remember what the name of it is. Uh, you can let me know if you know what it is. Uh, Giselle, good evening. Uh, dogs can tell when you're diabetic and if your sugar is about to drop. Really. Dogs are incredible. Dogs are great. Again, get a dog, Saoirse, not a cat. I would love a dog. I'm not allowed to have one in the apartment. I'm actually not allowed to have a cat in the apartment block either, but she's indoors, so no one actually knows she's here. Yeah. So, I mean, someone could wrap me out and I could have Subo taken off me. Oh, maybe. Hopefully not. No Subo Uh, tonight then, no? Oh, she's there running up and down the stairs. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I'm we'll surprised you can't hear her. She is hyper. <laughs> we can't hear her. Uh, we might see if we can get her on a little bit later on. Uh, still to come on the show, we're going to be chatting to a survivalist who spent 28 days in the wilderness on his own with no human contact. Um, he did that around the Wicklow Mountains, but he'll be giving you some maybe tips on how you can survive the self-isolation that we're all being forced to do at the moment. Also, Sabina Brennan, she's a neuroscientist, will be telling us how to keep our... Keep the inside of our heads, our brains a little bit happier and healthier while we're all uh, getting on, getting older and getting locked inside. Uh, but uh, Tom O'Mahony is going to be on next. You might recognise him from Damo and Ivor. He was Tarquin in Damo and Ivor. He'll be on next about uh, his worst gigs. We do my worst gig on a Wednesday. So uh, he'll be sharing with you sometimes that he is cocked up on the job, on stage, in front of people. But let us know. Maybe it's something to do with remote working that you've done recently. Uh, what has been your biggest cock up on the job? 087-67-97-104. Tom O'Mahony is on the way next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and uh, Saoirse here on Room 104. You can get all of yesterday's show up on the Room 104 podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Acast. If you're looking to pass the time tomorrow, have someone in the background keeping you somewhat sane, somewhat company while you're self-isolating. Uh, we were chatting about some of the most ridiculously disgusting smells in the world. Uh, and we have a comedian and actor, Tom O'Mahony, on the line now, sir. Tom, how are things? <laughs> that was a bad intro, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. What you wanted was a bowl of pasta. I'm getting into the music business tomorrow. Come on, come on, get on in. Get it. You're missing out, Tom. <laughs> All I went was a bowl of cornflakes. It was like the other... Who who did the song, um, You Were the Chocolate at the End of My Cornetto? Who did that song? Uh, Irish band, Republic of Loose, I think it was. Fair play. Fair play. We're now. Tom, listen, you're a man who has been involved around uh, dead carcasses, around engine oil, and around disgusting things. In, in your nose, what would be the most disgusting smell you've ever encountered? Uh, society, more than anything, I, I really like the wilderness and outdoors. So, you know, being around people absolutely sends me <laughs> over the edge. Just one of the most horrendous smells ever. Um, I thought you were going to name out horrendous things carcasses and engine oil. You're actually getting me going here. Oh, yeah, I'm turning you on, actually. Tom's going to get rather excited. Tara has said, opening a new packet of ham is disgusting. What? Yeah, so, well, some of that nitrate pumped ham is absolutely rank. Really? It, yeah, it is. Some of it is absolutely rank. Do you know it's rank? And it shocks me every time I use it, because I'm, I'm right good at cooking, as you well know. Yeah. But have you ever put used cumin? Tom, Tom, you, you are not the type of person to use cumin. I, to be honest with you, I'm saying that like I'm an expert. I used it for the other night. And Tom, I swear to God, don't break my heart. Don't break my image of you as a manly man with shotguns by using <laughs> cumin. Okay, I shot the top off the bottle of cumin with a, with a 12 gauge. How does that make you feel? All right, we'll do it better. Yeah. You dish it out in empty shotgun cartridges and just go, woo! And it just stunk a sweat. 
But it really added to the meal. I had it on the back of the jar, what to do? Stick some cumin in this thing. Turns out I found it in the back of the cupboard. Opened it up, I was like, well, that smells like the inside of I don't know what. Oh, really? Oh, rank. Oh, but no. Just like anchovies and whatever, it adds to the flavour. Uh, so it's having it by itself, you'd probably want to, you know, yeah. Lick some sandpaper afterwards. Yeah, uh, Sue was after messaging in saying sewage drains are hor- horrific. Now, Tommy, you'll, you'll be proud of this now, okay? Because in other way, I'd be a bit, I'd be a bit uh, useless around the house with manual labour yeah. and the things like that, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we call, like, you the, we call you the chocolate teapot around here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm grand for a while, and then any sort of manual labour sweat, I just fall apart. I'm like, lads, useless. Don't know what you, to do. I need some music played. <laughs> You are the man I ring. I don't even turn on my own radio anymore. I just ring you and just turn on the, the volume. Uh, I, yeah, I'm on call for Tom 24-7. It's a special deal and a special arrangement we have. But you'd be proud of this, you tonight because the drain out the back, the one that feeds from the kitchen sink into the ground yeah. out the back, whatever, that was blocked up. And uh, I got myself an old, uh, I got myself a clothes hanger from upstairs, undid it, uh, and then I put some those yellow gloves on and I went down the back and unblocked it. You should have your own channel, you know what I mean, on Discovery somewhere. Oh, you, I think so, yeah. How you don't have a line in B&Q of two is <laughs> unbelievable. There should be a cardboard cut out of me and an orange B&Q uh, thing on, kind of going, hey, drainage stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, magic. Sewage drains, no, they're horrifically bad, right? Stale urine. Why would urine be stale? That's disgusting. No, yeah, why hanging around? Yeah, why do you, exactly. clean that up. Uh, well, there's more questions to be asked there rather than actually, you know, who's <laughs> yeah. hanging on to your right? Things aren't that bad, lads. Things are not that bad. The taps are still running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, listen, I, I, where, where is Saoirse gone? Uh, Saoirse can't uh, hear. Well, no, Tom won't be able to hear Saoirse, unfortunately. Saoirse is remote broadcasting from home, um, whatever way it's set up. We can still we, we can still hear her gaff, though, because... Uh, can we still hear her gaff? If we're very quiet, her mic is still on in her gaff. She just won't be able to hear Tom and Tom won't be able to hear her. Beautiful. Anyway, anyway. She'll be back on in a few moments. Um, uh, egg and onion sandwiches, chicken, slurry, uh, all these disgusting things. Someone with a beautiful, nice, uh, your ma is the smelliest thing ever. I mean, standard. We have to give that a bit of a... I'm delighted. I was raging. That, that wasn't top of the list, like your ma. Um, Dave has said, now, Dave, I believe, is a motoring journalist, Dave Humphreys. Uh, he said transmission fluid. Burnt transmission fluid. Dave is obviously driving the cogs out of cars that aren't his. So, <laughs> and as a ter- journalistic uh, uh, automotive journalist, I'm guessing Dave hasn't changed a lot of engine gearbox out in a lot in his time. All right, okay. I got my limb. Right, okay. Uh, Dean has also followed up and said opening a fresh packet of ham is rotten. I mean, I I love a bit of ham. I don't know what's going on, lads. Yeah, but you're a big shot, so you have people open the ham for you. So you're, <laughs> not for, you're not there for the initial release of the gas. That comes out of yeah, I, I, I've a, I have a ham bell that I ring and I, I get people to open that and bring it up on a table. It's it's so Dad, fancy. I want to know what that euphemism is for. Yeah, I'm just ringing my ham bell. <laughs> Give me ten minutes. Yeah, it's, it, it, you use that in a certain nightclub in town, and you'll be coming home. Uh, well, you might be coming home in, in more ways than one. Uh, right, come here, Tom. Obviously, this part of the show is when we get people like yourself on to share some of your worst gigs of all time. By the way, if you've ever cocked up on the job horrifically, monumentally, and you are willing to share, drop us a WhatsApp, 87 Biggest mistake you've ever made. And maybe you got away with it, maybe you didn't. But, um, Tom, you've been doing comedy for how long now? 10 years. Oh, 10. Congratulations, yeah. sir. Coming up on 10 years now, yeah. 
And obviously in that time, uh, there's some great gigs, there's ph- phenomenal gigs. You've done, you know, Vodafone and all the big comedy festivals around the country and the lounge and the international on a regular basis and gigged here and abroad. You you were touring your own show, the... Um, Defending the Caveman, yeah. Defending the Caveman. Sorry, I knew it was Caveman. I couldn't remember the start of it. Provided the country is back on track by September, we're the first three weekends of September. They're booked out in the Liberty Hall Theatre. Oh, lovely. That's a nice big spot now. Yeah, yeah, it's only around the corner. So that'll be the flagship. That's where we're putting the flag in the ground and then we will expand around the country after that. So we gave her a bit of a trial run uh, with 22 dates around the country last year. Yeah, it got great reviews as well. Yeah, it's, it, like it's, it's, I, it's, it's not entirely, it's not my show really, but it's, uh, it's a big long-running show. It's, it still runs in Vegas and Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Countries around the world, but they've allowed me to rewrite it for Ireland. So um, it sounds funny. Oh yeah, you're bringing it in so people aren't talking about cumin and lattes. Well, there you go, you see. I'm just testing the water and you, you've already shot that down. Sorry about that, sorry about that. Uh, but obviously, with, with the good gigs come some of the horrifically bad ones, which were always more funny to talk about. Um, yeah, well, of course. Nobody wants to hear happy stuff. This is why this COVID thing is absolutely rocking it right now. It's a new, <laughs> there's any happy stuff in between that. It's like, no, we don't want to know about those weeds that are growing up, those weeds happiness growing between our big patio <clears> of mystery <throat> right now. <laughs> yeah. we, want, we want all the horrific stuff. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, we the more misery, Tom, the better. But but come here. Um, one or two of your worst gigs that you've uh, you've experienced over the years that have stood out and maybe scarred you. What what have they been? I tell you one thing. It was two gigs in the one night. And this is the thing. Like you you when you when you're starting out in comedy, you'll take gigs anywhere. Now you can spot the red flags and you'll go, "Are you grand? Yeah, you're grand. I move on." But uh, I got I was doing a gig down in in it was early days, maybe two three years in, and it's small little club down in Cork very nice woman called Anne-Marie was running it and she's a gas out ticket and she rings me up beforehand she says Tom I have I can get you to double up I said lovely job Anne-Marie lovely job this is exciting I've never doubled up two head, two shows in the one night where's the other one now the one was in the city the other one was just outside the city in uh, a suburb called Douglas I said can't be too bad can't yep. think where it is she gave me the area that it was so I didn't really know first red flag you would give somebody the venue name, you know. Mm. I'll meet you there. I'm like, all right, okay. What in the hell is going on here? It's quite a nice spot. Can't be too rough. I walk up. I'd never noticed this place before, and I'd lived near there in Cork. Turns out it was a little community hall. I went, okay, comedy well, night. Yeah. Fair enough. Seven o'clock. Can't be too bad. Um, but then she, she said something. She goes, you're on stage for 7.45. Oh, that's very specific. Right. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I walk in the back door full of gusto thinking, sure, look at this will be a nice warm-up for later on. I walk in the back door. There's 155 ladies of the ICA in there. <laughs> and there's a guy on stage playing spoon. And he's doing the slot between 7.05 to 7.45. He's these playing the spoons. These people playing the spoons. Oh, they were magic. willing and happy to sit through and clap along to 40 minutes of spoons. <laughs> she wanted me to go up there and do 35 I didn't hardly have 35 minutes at the time she wanted me to do 35 minutes in front of all these ladies who you know specialise in crocheting <laughs> and whatnot. I don't know what I. there was a period where I was standing at the back of the room going well I just get naked is this the handiest thing just get yeah, naked come here. the ICA is the, is the Irish Country Women's Association they're very same yeah wow yeah 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 I had to go up there these rules red, not knowing, because you're new. Cause you, like right yeah, now, how many, how many years were you doing? Like Right now, I would love to do something that awkward. Yeah. I would go, you know what I mean? So I could just 
abused the life out of the scenario and just actually, you know, pointed out, but you don't have the stage maturity at the time. So I go up there and I die on the proverbials. <laughs> I absolutely die. Then I have to try and point out the situation that's this dying. And I get it. This is where it really hurts. The people on after me from 7.45 to 8.30, they're a family of banjo players where the youngest chap is 10 years old. And he spots me 10 minutes in to the side of the stage and he gives me a wink like, we'll take it from here, kid. This is a 10-year-old. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, my, my handprints are still on that microphone. I would imagine. <laughs> it's so tight. Oh, my dear sweet. Oh, horrendous. Horrendous. If they had stuff they could have thrown, they would throw, yeah. The wind, I mean, were you getting any laughs at all? Like, the average age of the women in the room was what? 70. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, were no. they on round tables? Was, like, half them with their backs to you? Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. And yeah. uh, did you have a raised platform? I'm sure you did. It was probably a raised area for the in the if it was in a community. Oh, it was an eight foot high stage. Yeah, it was yeah. ludicrously high stage. They could all see me if they wanted to see me. But there was sandwiches and scones to be talked about, and probably praising the guy on the spoons just before me. Were, uh, were 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 people silent or were they just talking through your set? There was some. The ones at the backs were talking through, but then it, it just fell silent, and that's where it really upset me. It was like, oh, oh, I can do nothing with this. They're just staring me out of it, and there's absolutely nothing about me that interests them in the slightest bit. And there was a guy playing spoons for 40 minutes before me. Absolutely crushed it. <laughs> he, he smashed it. <laughs> like we're talking standing over everything. Oh. And I walk on going, hey, what's the crack? What's the deal with airplane food? Oh. <laughs> None of them have seen an airplane in their life. No. I did, I did wonder what sorcery is this guy going on with. Phil Fox was the kind of style they were after. Yeah. And me going on there with my knob jokes and all the rest of it wasn't cutting it, to be honest. Did you, did you get, Tom, did you get any laughs at all? There was, I'm sure there was one or two, but you know what? It's like the misery merchants. You just paint all over with the misery. I'm sure there was one. Do you know what there was one? From my now wife slash girlfriend at the time at the back of the room, howling so hard at you're, the horror. You're, scenario. At your, at your failing. Watching, she saw this beginning to end and she managed to find the drinks table somewhere and herself and Anne-Marie absolutely cracking up down the back of the room at how horrendous this was. Um, oh dear. And it didn't end there. After, after that, I said, well, this is, that, this is the end. Right, I better go start this out in a proper comedy club. I head to our comedy club later on that night, which I'm headlining. It's going great until I say the word. Now, I, there's maybe 60 people in this little room. The set is going great. Everybody's loving it. Yeah. The ICA is out of my system. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I happen in the middle of a sentence, say the word short. Short. The opposite to long. I say the word short. Okay. A guy who will say is, uh, I don't know how PC your listeners are, but he was, he was even vertically challenged. Right. Um, he, fairy tale character. Small is what I'm saying. He pipes up because he's full of liquor. He pipes up and goes, Oi, you're talking about me. And I thought, for a split second, I thought, genius. He's piggybacking my joke here. This is a great audience member. This is the actual kind of heckler you want. No, he really took offense. Oh, sorry, you thought, you thought he was there for the crack and kind of said, Oh, here we go. And like he was waiting for the word sharp and went, That's mostly me you're talking about. Thanks for involving me. Yeah. Back to your seat. No, this guy had. He was triggered before triggered was uh, a buzzword to actually be a thing. He, this guy was triggered by the word short. So, of course, I got to verbally slap him. He's holding a bottle of, large bottle of cider in his hand. I'm like, 
I can't tell if that's a normal sized bottle or you're just really small. And he, the guy made a go for the stage. His two friends had to dive on me. He got a hold of my ankle. I had 10 minutes to do. Everybody thought this was part of the show. Then I ended up kicking this guy in the head. Now I'm kicking a midget in the head in the front of every. Oh my. Hey, oh. Why, why are you kicking him? Because he was pulling my ankle and biting me. Are you serious? He was locked, apparently. According to his friend, he'd had, to, he'd had a hard week or whatever. I'm like, hard week? What, does Snow White kick him out? What's that to happen? Like, Come here, can, can, can I ask you, how, how were you using short? Well, like, what was the context of short? Quite literally, it was like short piece of time. It, it was in the middle of a sentence. So you weren't, you weren't, you weren't even mentioning like, oh, oh, I was talking to a short no, man or we weren't making like small man jokes or whatever. The story wasn't about something being short. It was just the word short popped in to the middle of a sentence. Wow. A short segment of time, and that's what triggered the guy. Um, and it didn't end there. He got thrown out, um, which, I mean, I tried to finish off the set. Everybody was kind of chuckling along weirdness. Yeah. I did as much, you know, as I could in the way with the, what was left of the scenario. I wasn't planning on having a drink, but I needed a drink after all that. <laughs> Turns out, I didn't realise the venue actually had a couple of rooms upstairs as it was a mini hotel. Yeah. Who's sitting at the hotel? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Danny DeVito himself comes down the stairs. He'd gone back up to the room, had a couple of bottles up in the room, comes back down, finds me out, absolutely ploughs me right in the nuts with his head. Oh, my. And I'm not joking with you. My wife, I don't know how, how she was actually able to stay standing that night with the laughter. From beginning to end, we're talking five hours of continuous laughter of this guy just attacking me and the ICA embarrassing the life of how, how did how did it end with him then? Oh, he got he had to get actually escorted out of the they called the guards and everything like he oh was, stop listing his two friends that were with him they were two regular dudes they were like I can't control him apparently like he was super strong in fairness it's true what they say they are super strong those folks oh my god this guy had me over his head and everything it was ridiculous oh. and you don't want to punch like. You don't want to punch the lad either. Like you're you know not I mean? you're not going to get public support for doing that now. First, no, 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 no. And it's not like you know I work at the time. You know, it's not like I work behind the desk and I'm hidden away. I'm asking for people's support on a nightly basis. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy that punches a small person in the head. Yeah, but you, not the image you want, I suppose. Not going to help too much. <laughs> no, well, I, maybe I maybe I would. I don't know, but I wasn't willing to risk it. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I can't imagine you were feeling I can't imagine you were feeling too good after that those two gigs no 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 questioned everything at the time questioned <laughs> no no clear how long were you doing comedy at the time about two years oh god but, you know, I mean like you you know you know like there you know some people get picked up after a year to, you ain't good at anything after two years you might be alright you might have a natural flair for it but you're no good at, there's a reason why it's four years for an apprenticeship of anything it's seven yeah. years to be a doctor yeah. You know what I mean? It's 20 years to be successful at comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this, that night had me question everything. I was just going to build a log cabin in the woods. <laughs> just, a couple of bow and arrows and just live there like Daryl from The Walking Dead. You just yeah. hang out there and kind of go, listen, I, you've had your fun with society. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. Make my own leather products, maybe come to town once a month <laughs> just to sell them, just to keep me in beans and, and you know, pipe tobacco or whatever I need it. And, oh, listen, I'm telling you, it's the dream. Do you know what? It probably would have worked out right well right now had I done that. Yeah, yeah, because I obviously... Wouldn't, I wouldn't have known about any of this carry-on at the minute. Yeah, you'd be locked away. You'd be happy days. You wouldn't be worrying. You wouldn't be fighting people in an aisle for some toilet roll. You'd be grand. 
Yeah, well, gee, you know me. I don't use it anyway. There's, <laughs> the there's a world of Dockleys around here. You're eco-friendly. You're an environmentalist before that became cool as well. I'm a mentalist. Right <laughs> yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. Um, come here, before, uh, before I let you go, that's, I, that's an absolutely beautifully magic story and I imagine it's horribly uncomfortable and yeah, we all know what the crack is with that, but... The gigs over the next while have been put on pause and are getting rescheduled and shows and stuff like that. What is your website and social media handles for yeah, people so to go Tom follow? TomOMahoney.com is, the, is obviously the, the website, but Tom O'Mahony Comedy will find me everywhere. Um, I'm quite literally just chawing at the bit for people's attention right now. So I'm pumping out a podcast a day. So if they want to look for Buckshot Podcast, um, I've got it. Yeah, you've been on. I've had a bunch of interesting people. And I've, uh, yeah, now have some guests coming on over Skype. Oh, class, yeah. Just recorded with, uh, with Alan Quinlan, the rugby, rugby pundit today, so. Happy, yeah. Yeah, happy Just, days. Bookshop please. podcast, have a listen to that. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom O'Mahony, a comedian on social media? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom O'Mahony, comedian. attention, will you, for God's sake. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, that's all, that's all they need to survive. If you is, uh, stick a fiver up the internet, too, that'd be great as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, highly recommend that you go check him out. Listen to his bookshot podcast, Tom O'Mahony, a uh, comedian on all good social media platforms. And then, uh, fingers crossed, I, I'm going to presume and we'll stay positive about this September. Things will be back to normal and uh, the Defending the Caveman will be down in uh, Liberty Hall. Exactly. Listen, Tom, you're a gent as always. Thanks a million for popping on. No bother. Sound. Take her handy. On the way next, if you're looking to, uh, like Tom mentioned, live in a cabin out in the woods, or maybe you want to take it a little bit further and you want to completely self-isolate from absolutely everyone and you want to just wander off into the woods in the Wicklow Mountains with no food or no water and no human contact for 28 days. Well, Shane, Shane Phelan, uh, he did that. He runs a survival courses all over Ireland. He's going to be on next telling you how you can manage the self-isolation physically and mentally that we're all experiencing. He took things to the extreme. We obviously don't have to do that, but if you're interested to know how a man survived without talking to anyone for 28 days, how he managed to survive without any food or water and just dropping himself in the middle of nowhere amongst the wilderness, he'll be on the way next here on F104. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 